I'm in quite, quite a bit of pain right now, guys. But welcome. Uh, we are here to talk about the seven-game NBA slate on Thursday. If it's your first time watching, uh, my name is DK, and I do make content for DraftKings, for Prize Picks, and for NBA Top Shop. The sponsor of the video is Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. Um, it's a they have every single sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. Really, really fun. Um, if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. And if you are looking for more in-depth content for uh, DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. Cover esports, NBA, and USFL once they post the contest, which I believe is 10 days from now. So um, if you're looking for that more in-depth content, I do offer that down below. But mentioned how I am in incredible pain. So uh, last few days, haven't really had any bad luck. Just been cashing every night. You know, finally the bad variance goes away, right? Not only this, though, right? Not only a random injury. Oh, no. Get ready. Sit back. Get your popcorn and relax. Because I got... A few minutes to talk about the some events that occurred tonight. Let's start it off with that Brooklyn-New York game. <clears throat> so, my take in that game was the Knicks were shorthanded, right? Once we got the Mitchell Robinson news ruled out, I was really high on Toppin. And I really liked Barrett as contrarian play. Because, like, they don't have many bodies. They have nine active bodies. I think Barrett and Toppin are playing 40-plus men. So, um, I was debating with, like, Barrett or, or KP. Porzingis is my contrarian spend up. I ended up going to Barrett. And at the first half, I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a massive night. Like, let's go. RJ Barrett had, I believe it was 16, 6, and 6. I think he had, like, 30-plus fancy points at half. And on the opposite side of that, massive, and I mean massive chalk, Kevin Durant, huge bust. I think he had 12 or 15 fancy points at half. Oh, man, getting lucky. Like, let's go. This is this is going to be a huge night, possible takedown. Like, let's, this is going to be great. RJ Barrett. Well, he played the entire second half. He shot 7 of 30 at low ownership. But you remember, right? Remember, massive chalk KD, huge buff. So even though Barrett shooting just 5% from the field in the second half, still looking good, right? Kevin Durant. Goes for 60 fantasy points in the second half. So you're thinking, okay, DK, you're completely dead. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I originally had Clarkson, Payne, and then um, Horde and Simpson. But, uh, or I had uh, Roby and Simpson. But uh, once we got that Thunder news, right, of that starting lineup, I wanted to get three Thunder in there. So, moved some stuff around. I, unfortunately, I could only get to one of Payne or Clarkson. Um, and uh, obviously picked the wrong one. And then I had, like, 
I left like 1700 on the table because uh, Trent Forrest, again, was a great value. Um, and he was better than anyone uh, in that like mid 4K range at guard. So played Trent Forrest, injured. But again, so I have, I go to relative, so extremely low owned Roby. Okay, well, let's start with the other guy. So relatively, like not super chalky, should have been very popular, but not very, not like insane chalk and Ford and Simpson. Both have good games, all right? I have my X factor, my absolute X factor, and the best tournament play of the slate tonight, Isaiah Roby at 13%. The reason I say that is if people were going to pivot to one of those Thunder expensive guys, they were going to go to Jalen Horde, right? Because Horde obviously had that massive game last game. So I'm thinking, all right, no one's going to play Horde and Roby together. I'm doing that. Looking amazing. Isaiah Roby at half, 30 fantasy points. Roby's on pace for 60 at no ownership. I'm like, let's go. This is going to save my night. I'm not going to have a huge night because it's, you know, injury, but I'm going to get in the cash because, you know, super low on Isaiah Roby is absolutely smashing. Picks up his fourth foul right away to start the third quarter. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, very, very unlucky. Uh, but just please keep him in the game, right? Please don't don't pull him. I actually get lucky. They keep him in the game. 30 seconds later, not only a fourth, why not the fifth foul? Right out of the game. Plays no minutes in the second half. Comes back in to start the fourth. I'm like, wow, it's a little bit earlier, earlier than I thought. Let's go, Roby. Just salvage. Sixth foul right away. Fouls out. Plays like no minutes in the second half. On pace to absolutely break the slate at no ownership. Random, massive foul trouble and uh, uh, barely plays the second half. I'm just I'm in incredible pain tonight. Absolutely incredible pain um, from, from some of those uh, events that occurred. So, um, yeah. It, it, random injury to Forrest. Massive foul trouble to super low on Roby. Barrett shooting 5% in the second half. Uh, massive chalk KD going for 100 fancy points in the second half. I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm hurting. I, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, I'm hurting. But uh, that's it for the look back, guys. I hope you had a solid night. Uh, I'm, again, in incredible, incredible pain. But um, let's talk about this seven-game slate really quick, guys. If you do enjoy the videos, just make sure to hit the like button. Uh, and subscribe if you haven't already. So, all right, Orlando and Charlotte is the first game here. This Magic team, I mean, it's a good matchup, but this team's this team's been pissing me off uh, of late. A lot of teams have been pissing me off. The Magic have, have really been pissing me off. Um, so if the game stays competitive, I would think that Bombo probably plays around 30 minutes. You probably get, I don't know, 25 minutes or so from Fultz. Uh, you know, probably 20 to 25 from Suggs. Hampton should play big minutes, but he's been awful. Shumo Kiki probably sees around 30 minutes. Wagner maybe around 20. Bras Vegas should start and play big minutes. Um, so that's kind of what I'm expecting. As far as Bamba goes at 6'9", he has a ceiling. The price should come up, right? Uh, he's no longer super cheap, but he does have, you know, this type of upside. So I think he's, you know, viable in a tournament setting. Marco Fultz is pretty popular last night once he got the start. Didn't really get a huge minutes increase. I'm expecting similar minutes, like about 25 or so, which makes him a decent play. But upside, a little bit capped because I don't see him playing more than like 25 minutes. Okiki at 4-9, I think it's just a fair play. Should play, I don't know, around 30 minutes in competitive games. He looks he looks fine. Wagner at 4-6, 
probably only sees around 20 minutes unless the game blows out, right? So if you think the game blows out, I think Wagner's the guy you want to look to first because he should get extended. Suggs at 4-3, they really took it easy on his minutes, only put 18. So unless we get confirmation that minutes increase or minutes limit's going up, don't think I can go there. Hampton, it's disgusting, but he should play big minutes. Again, he has been awful recently. And then Iggy Brasdegas, I do think is a pretty solid value play. Not a super productive player, but should start and play big minutes. So um, I do like uh, Brasdegas there for value. Don't think I get to anyone else. I mean, Canada will be in the rotation, but eh, eh, don't know if I want to go there. On the Charlotte side, so again, Charlotte still needs to win games. I think the main guys in Lamelo, Bridges, Rogier all look pretty good. Lamelo being my my uh, favorite option of the bunch. Um, should play mid-30s minutes of the game, stays close. So, like Lamelo, I think Bridges and Rogier look okay. Gordon Hayward is doubtful, so uh, don't expect him to play. But I don't know if I want to get to the secondary options. I guess, like, you can consider the likes of, like, Plumlee or Washington. Uh, they're, they're fair plays. Maybe Cody Martin. Oubre, you know, might see around 20 minutes. All those guys are playable, but no, no standouts there. Boston and Milwaukee. So, game, this game should be a great game to watch. Um... On the Boston side, so uh, I think the main guys look okay in Tatum and Brown. 10-5 and 8-9, though, are not super cheap. So, like, they're they're decent options. Again, Boston's going to run a very tight rotation, but neither are priorities. Al Horford, 7-2. Um, he should play probably in a competitive game around 35 minutes. He's played extremely well. Played a guy that can kind of do everything for the team. So, uh, even though the price to come up, I still think he's a relatively safe play for the rotation. Again, Marcus Smart should see mid-30s minutes if the game stays competitive. I think he's fine. Derek White at 5'8", viable off the bench. Um, Daniel Tice most likely starts and plays 25 to 30 minutes. But um, there's there's just a bunch of guys that just look okay for Boston, right? Like, basically, all the main rotation guys look look decent. I don't know if there's any standouts, though. On the Bucks side, again, still in a good good amount of pain uh, from Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, going for 24 or uh, getting in massive foul trouble and then the game blowing out uh, last slate, holding back from huge money. But... um. Yeah, Giannis at 12-1. I think back-to-back, you know, bad games for Giannis might lower the ownership on him a bit. But I expect around 40 minutes from him in a competitive game. So I do like Giannis here, even though, you know, Boston's been solid defensively. Don't know if I get to anyone else. Uh, of course, Brooke Lopez goes for, again, 28-7. and seven. Uh, I play him here. Nine fancy points. Fade. A 50 bomb for Brooke Lopez. Let, let that sink in, right? I played Brooke Lopez at low ownership a couple sets ago. Nine fancy points and benched. Don't have them. 46 fantasy points. I, I, ugh, I just can't make some of that stuff up. Philadelphia and Toronto, Embiid, he's playing huge minutes right now. I mean, Embiid's playing close to 40 minutes a game. It's kind of like Jokic. They, they've seen their minutes increase a bit uh, down, down the stretch here. So um, I like Embiid. I think he's a great spend up. I don't really know if I can get to anyone else, though. Harden's clearly taking a back seat. Um, he still does have a ceiling, but it's less likely playing alongside Embiid. Harris and Max are just there. Sure, Thibel's out, but I'm I'm just not I'm just not putting myself through the pain of rostering Danny Green. So no, I'm not considering anyone else on the Toronto side. Siakam and Van Fleet are going to play huge minutes. I think they're decent plays. Like you're going to get like 43 minutes from Siakam, probably around 40 for Van Fleet. Van Fleet shot four of 21 last game. Absolutely awful from Van Fleet. But those two should play big minutes again. Van Fleet seven eight does feel a little bit too cheap for the amount of minutes he should get. Uh, the secondary pieces in Barnes and Trent are kind of just there. If OG misses, they're playable. If OG plays, I have no interest. I will mention a Boucher at 4-6. So he's played 22 minutes in back-to-back games here. This is a big uh, you know, front court against Embiid. So 
he could play a little bit more if OG Ananubi's out. So I think he's like an okay contrarian option. You also did see Precious Achua in that game against Minnesota. He started the second half and played a little bit more. Again, I don't think it's necessary, but if OG's out, you could see a, a bump there in minutes for guys like Achua or uh, Boucher. San Antonio and Minnesota. So DeJounte Murray is still out. Uh, Vassell is probable, so expect him to play. And then Lonnie Walker is questionable. So let's start with Trey Jones, who I still think is a little bit too cheap. Question for you. Who's the better? Jones. Is it Trey or Tyus? I, did, I think they're two of the better backup point guards in the league alongside campaign. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Trey Jones still feels a little bit too cheap. He's going to play over 30 minutes. He's going to handle the ball, and he's a guy that can kind of do everything for the team. So I like Trey Jones, even at that price point. I think the other options are kind of just like there, and like Keldon, Pirtle, Russell are fine GPP plays. Zach Collins has played a little bit more of late. We know he's a very, very good point per minute guy. Again, there has been some blowouts, but in around 20 minutes or so, he's still playable. Um, Richardson's played well, but a 4-6 is kind of just like, eh. Outside of Trey Jones is all, all really secondary plays for me on the Minnesota side. So the big three, I think, looks pretty good. If Patrick Beverly is out, I think DeAndre Russell is the guy like the best at 6'8", who uh, will handle a lot more of the, of the ball uh, or do a lot more of the ball handling duties. Uh, went for 9-11 assists in back-to-back games. Also, again, his minutes have increased. So I think D'Lo is my favorite option here if Patrick Beverly's out. But Towns and, and Ant-Man obviously have the ceiling as well. So I like the big three here for Minnesota. Um, again, if Pat Beverly's out, you can also look to Malik Beasley at 4-1, who has played um, 28 and 32 minutes in the starting lineup last couple games. So... He would be a playable value there. Don't think I could get to anyone else, though. Portland and New Orleans. So uh, keep an eye on Brandon Williams' news, but still Portland's going to run a relatively deep rotation. So, I mean, Eubanks in a tournament setting, sure. He probably plays the most out of anyone. Um, if Williams is out, yeah, you can consider Chris Dunn, who should start and play close to 30 minutes. Keon Johnson had the massive game last game. Kind of feels like a chase. I guess he's playable, but... Uh, and then, like, again, Greg Brown's just there. The value is just disgusting. They're going to run 10 guys, possibly 11 if Williams plays. So not a lot I love in the Portland side. Now, on the Pelican side, Jonas Valanciunas is questionable. That's huge, huge news because they started Hernan Gomez last game, and we know Hernan Gomez is a great point-per-minute guy. So if JV's out, Hernan Gomez looks phenomenal. And then CJ and Ingram, I think both look pretty good here at 8-6 eight, uh, eight, and 8-3, eight, respectively if the game can stay competitive, right? Obviously, that's a big if. Portland is awful, but uh, those two would look a little bit better, too, if JV is out. The rest of the Pelicans, I do. Have, I would have some interest in Larry Nance, too, who probably would play a little bit of uh, the backup five, a guy that can kind of do everything for the team. So I think he would be a fair value play. You saw a big game from Jackson Hayes, too, but he's a little uh, pricey at 5-4. Again, I wouldn't expect 44 again from Hayes. I think more of an outlier. I uh, would rather go to Hernan Gomez for the savings if JV is out. Memphis and Denver. So John Morant, I believe, is still out. Dylan Brooks um, is questionable. So we'll keep an eye on that news. Um, I think the guy that stands with mostly, once again, is Tyus Jones. Um, he's going to play like over 30 minutes of the game since competitive. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So I think he looks pretty good here, even at 6'2". I think he's still a little bit underpriced. And then Bain and Triple J, the guys that have the ceilings, um, both in play for tournaments. I don't know if I get to either in a cash game setting, but like their upside, Steven Adams could play a little bit more against the likes of like Nikola Jokic. So if we get around 30 minutes from Adams, I think he's a fair play. Um, you know, guys like Melton and slow-mo uh, become playable. If there's no Dylan Brooks, Melton's played pretty well off the bench. Um, you know, slow-mo could play a little bit more too. Um, so those guys could be playable. If uh, Dylan Brooks is out on the Denver side, Nikola Jokic, same thing I said about Embiid. 
Right now, he's just playing like close to 40 minutes a game. Playing 40 minutes, and they got blown out against the Spurs. So, um, yeah, I love Jokic's spend up. Um, he should be able to feast here. So he looks great. And the secondary options have played a lot more of late too, right? So look at the minutes, right? Aaron Gordon, he played 35 minutes last game. Will Barton played 40 minutes uh, in a blowout. And then Monte Morris played like 34. So you're seeing big minutes out of those guys. I think they're all in play. I think I would rank them probably eh, Gordon, then Barton, then Morris. But yeah, I think those secondary options are definitely viable. I don't think they get much ownership. Bones Highland, you know, some games he's playing 25 plus. Some games are, you know, taking it easy on his minutes. I think if he plays well off the bench, they'll extend him a bit. But at that price point, a little bit tough to get to. Boogie Cousins is super cheap and he'll be productive when he's on the court. But right now, again, they're just playing Jokic a ton of minutes. So unless you think this game blows out or they limit Jokic a bit, um, a little bit harder to prioritize Boogie. But same thing I said about Whiteside, right? I mentioned Whiteside, how I really liked him in tournaments uh, today. He went off uh, at like very low ownership. Um, it's just a situation where, you know, if you think like a game blows out, like I thought, you know, that Thunder game was going to be a blowout. That you know, whenever you can, see, whenever you can expect more minutes for for you know good point per minute guys like Whiteside, like Cousins, you can look to them. But this game, you know, probably stays competitive. Um, so I don't see Boogie playing huge minutes unless something weird happens. All right, and then a uh, final game is the Lakers and the Warriors. So this one should be a headache here. Uh, it's an hour after all the other games lock. Uh, the Lakers are officially eliminated from the playoffs. So. Um, if you want, I do not think uh, any of LeBron, AD, Westbrook play. I also don't think Melo plays. I think they rest all their veterans. So this is a game I think the Lakers are just going to completely punt. Uh, I think you might see a starting lineup of something like THT and Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson. Maybe Monk plays and like Dwight Howard. Like, I just think they're going to completely punt this game, rest all their veterans. So um, I, right, I really would be shocked if LeBron, AD, or Westbrook play in this game. If that is the case, then these options are going to look good, whoever plays. So, like, Talon Horton Tucker, 4-2, whether he starts or comes to the bench, I think he's going to look like a really good value. Malik Monk, uh, if he plays, I think he probably will still play. He's probably going to be, like, their go-to guy. I think he's going to look amazing. Melo, again, I think he could be rested here. If he plays, he'd be viable. Dwight Howard, if he starts, you know, uh, I think would be playable as well. We know he's a good point per minute guy. Then like the likes of like Reeves and Gabriel and Stanley Johnson would all firmly be in play. So um, yeah, we'll keep on Lakers news uh, right now and see uh, if they do end up playing any of the veterans. But right now, I don't think any of those guys play and you might see some more veterans rested. Like don't be shocked if Melo rests too. Maybe they rest Avery Bradley. Like, I think it could be a game where they just run a lot of the young guys. Like, you know, Stanley and Gabriel and Reeves and THT and a guy like Monk. So, um, Lakers are definitely going to be the key to the slate, in my opinion. Uh, so, we'll keep an eye on that news. And then on the Golden State side, so, obviously, Steph Curry's out for the rest of the regular season. Jordan Poole, A5, I still like him. I mean, him and Clay Thompson are going to play about 40 minutes if this game can somehow stay competitive. So, I like the upside of both. I think Poole's a little bit safer. Clay is a similar ceiling. A little bit of a lower floor, though. Um, but, yeah, uh, both those guys have a ceiling. I don't think I get to Wiggins. Draymond Green's fine at 6'3". I think he plays low 30s minutes of the game, so he's competitive. Don't know if I get to anyone else, though. Um, Porter's been playing more, but his price is up at 5K. There's no guarantee he even plays. Um, so, yeah, I think that is going to wrap it up uh, for the Warriors, and that's going to do it for the video as well. So, extremely tilting night uh tonight guys so hoping 
uh, that we get no injuries or foul trouble tomorrow. That would be greatly appreciated, but really appreciate you guys uh, watching the video as always. Have a great rest of your night, and I'll see everyone in the next one.